0: Welcome to the Money Tree Real Estate Investor Podcast, where we hey learn guys, from I'm real estate Nugget professionals across Barry the Bridges industry. Today. He they will share about how they got into real estate, the big wins they questions have questions celebrated, the mistakes they have made along just the way, very, uh, and the advice question. they have for anyone following in their footsteps. Owner Money owner, really does grow on trees.
1: I have owned three fourplexes for a little over 16 years, and I'm a retired airline pilot now. And at the time... I got into this, I was 44 years old, and at the time, retirement, mandatory retirement was 60, okay. age 60. I had a 401k, but I didn't feel like that was diversified enough, so I started looking at different investments, and real estate was kind of what I landed on. I uh, had read some books, I have a relative that's in, uh, that's in real estate, I called him, and I so I started searching, I started looking for different types of units my first i first started looking at duplexes but the problem i found with duplexes is the time that one of the units went vacant i would be losing money if i only had one unit vacant so that's how i kind of morphed into the multi-unit fourplexes because what was so nice about fourplexes is I found that the first three units would pay the mortgage, Mm -hmm. it would pay the insurance and the taxes, and the fourth unit was my profit margin, and so that's how I kind of morphed
0: into that. Okay. So question number two, how long did it take you to pay off the property?
1: I, uh, I paid the property, we financed the properties for... 30 years, and the reason we did that was because if we ever ran into a financial crisis, we would have a lower mortgage payment, but we paid them off as if we had a 15-year mortgage. Wow, that's
0: awesome.
1: We took the profits from all the units from month after month, and we used some of our personal discretionary income and we were fortunate enough to pay the buildings off in 12 years wow. versus 15 years.
0: That's very cool, so now with it paid off, you get a monthly check and just able to do whatever you want with it? Well, yeah,
1: it's uh, it's become a very significant part of our uh, monthly income.
0: So question number three, what are some of the toughest situations you've experienced as an owner? Without a doubt, um,
1: when you get to a point with a tenant where they're behind on rent and you have no choice, but you have to go to court and you have to file the paperwork for an eviction. That's tough because you've developed relationships with these tenants. Some good, mostly good, some not so good, but you're having to remove them from their home. And you're it's always because they don't have the finances and so i find myself worrying about where are they going to be able to go where are the, who are they going to how are they going to be able to make it are are you going to be putting these people under a bridge and nobody wants to do that so it becomes a tug of war between doing the right thing for your business and doing the christian thing and looking out for your brother And it's very difficult, very difficult. But there's a fine line, and at the
0: end of the day, you have to make that decision. Yeah, and I think it's easy a lot of times for people to try to take advantage of that, you know, if if you're too easy.
1: Most definitely. As a matter of fact, I've said this many times. Tenants, you have to treat tenants like teenagers. They are going to test the waters, and they are going to search out and seek out ways to take advantage of you. Not all, but some do. And so you always have to be aware of that.
0: Question number four, what are some of the biggest lessons you have learned through this journey? Um,
1: I'd say probably the, the most valuable lesson I've learned is when you're screening applicants, you have to really rely on the black and white background checks because at the end of the day, um, it comes down to a tenant's past behavior is the best indication of future behavior. And all tenants, all applicants, I should say, that are wanting to get an apartment, they're going to always put forth their best foot. And you can't rely on your personal feelings. You have to look at the financials. You have to look at there's a there's a thing in uh, the real estate business is called the rule of thirds, and I have found that rule to be very valuable. And the rule of thirds simply says that a tenant needs to net net three times what their rent uh, what their rent payment is. So if the rent is thousand dollars, they need to have a net income of 3000 Now if, now there are some exceptions you can vary a little bit if they don't have a car payment you can go a little bit below that but for the most part try to stick to that. Other exceptions to that rule is if an applicant has a past, say they were young and they were stupid and they got into trouble with the law or they made some mistakes with drugs 10 years earlier but but they have a recent history of paying their rent on time. They've been responsible. They've learned their lessons. I can overlook that. But but if they come from a present landlord who reports that they are consistently late, I'd steer away from them.
0: Yeah. No. And I think that's good that you're willing to to say, hey, if somebody's you know changed, like I want to give them a second chance. And I think everybody deserves that. So question number five, what have been the biggest benefits of owning an apartment complex?
1: Well, the uh, the cash in the, the income is is the reason I got into it. And it is significant because once the buildings are paid off, the the income is substantial. As a matter of fact, I was able to retire early because the income came sooner than I thought and the one thing that's really good at that I didn't think about before is that rental income is inflation proof. We're right now uh, going through a time right now where inflation is at a 40-year high. Yeah. Well rent goes up because of that so in a way we're kind of insulated from inflation because we go up with inflation. So, and that was a benefit that I didn't even think about 15 years ago.
0: Yeah, no, it's playing a big part right now. I know a lot of people that have invested in real estate are very thankful, you know, that you you do have that hedge.
1: Yeah, that's a
0: very, very um, safe and secure investment. So, Barry, question number six, what would be benefits you see for investors investing in apartment syndication deals? Syndication deals.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I'm not familiar with syndication deals. I can tell you the benefits is, uh, let, me, let me frame it this way. Uh, when we got into our, our investment, we bought one fourplex, and the two upstairs units were uninhabitable. So the very first building we bought was, uh, we bought it starting off losing money. We put a lot of time. It was very labor intensive at first. I had a full time job, and on my days off, I would, I'd be over at the units, and I would be getting them renovated, getting them ready to rent. The, um, eventually, we got these units rented, and it was fun. It was actually fun because at first we were losing money. Mm -hmm. Then we got the first unit, the third of the four units rented. And we were like, hey, we broke even this month, you know? Yeah. And that was kind of neat. And then we got that fourth tenant in, which actually came from the building next door. They saw all the, all the work we were doing. And they came over and they said, hey, we want to rent from you because it looks like you're taking care of the building. And we actually turned a profit. And so you kind of come out of that nosedive. Yeah. And now, now you're making a little bit of money. And it wasn't much, but we weren't losing money. Right. And so there's a, it was fun to... To work and grow the business, and um, but I guess from our standpoint, you you have to go into this knowing um, that it was very labor intensive at first. But then you kind of figure out the ropes. You figure out how to uh, you figure out how to deal with tenants. You figure out um, when they're yanking your chain and when they're not. And you always want to be respectful, but you never want to be taken advantage of. Right. So, but but now you know you learn these things and the income starts coming in and it's a final machine. Like I can tell you now after 16 years, I went, I was at the rental property yesterday. I haven't been there for 3 weeks. I haven't done anything over there
0: for 3 weeks,
1: but it didn't start off that way. It was a lot
0: of work at first. Mm-hmm. So something that, you know, we're going to go off script just a little bit. All okay. Right. Something that I've noticed, you know, it's like, hey, like real estate, you know, it is a lot of upfront time. It is a lot of upfront costs. You know, it's like whether you're actively owning an apartment complex or whether you're investing passively, you know, it's like it takes time up front. But the rewards long term, if given enough time, can be really, really Oh, really without awesome. a doubt.
1: Without a doubt. When we bought our first unit, every every kitchen had a new refrigerator and a new stove put in because it needed it we uh, recarpeted all the rooms we put tile in the kitchen i mean this was a lot of upfront cost and uh, i told my wife i said i think we need to enclose the backyard build a fence around it and build a backyard deck well her argument was what is our return on investment in that because they're not you know we've got a backyard deck but that doesn't affect the rent, and I said, you know, the thing about putting a, a privacy fence up with a deck is that prospective applicants or prospective tenants, applicants, will come and they'll see that backyard, they'll see that back deck, and they will envision themselves cooking out with family mm-hmm. and friends, and so you get them emotionally uh, looking at themselves living there, living in that backyard, sitting back having a beer, and you know, cutting up and having fun. And so it was a very good return on investment, even though it wasn't directly tied to the unit they were living in.
0: Right, and that's something, too, that I'm really passionate about is is influencing communities, you know, and you have the opportunity to truly change people's lives, you know, when owning an apartment complex. Yeah, absolutely. So last question, if you could give any advice to somebody that was trying to get into owning apartments, uh, what would that be?
1: Well, for myself, I would say take it slow. Don't over-leverage yourself. The, The secret that we have found that pays dividends is follow that application process. Be very, very picky in who you select. It is better to have a unit that's vacant and still looking for that right tenant than to get somebody prematurely that you're not quite sure of. Okay, because if you get a tenant that you had a a flag that goes off in your head, most times that's your that's something telling you something doesn't feel right. You need to feel good about who you're renting to. And even then, even then you can get burnt. But but also as far as how to deal with the tenants, I think you you always treat the tenants politely and respectfully Okay, you, 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 um, our motto has always been we're Christians first, we're landlords second. But having said that, um, you, even though you're polite and you're respectful, you cannot get too personal because the tendency is a tenant will see that as, oh, he sees me as my friend and I, we're friends. Well, now, Now you're in a different situation because a friend would expect another friend to cut him a break on rent being late. Well, you can't do that. You can't get into that cycle of, hey, it's okay, buddy. I know you're good for it. You can't do that. You have to keep things a little bit at arm's
0: length while being polite and respectful for sure awesome well thank you so much for joining you're us you're welcome uh, i think we're about to go tour your apartments yeah yeah let's go super excited about it all right. all right thanks passive investors in real estate are able to receive a check every month some people call that mailbox money we say money really does grow on trees This is the website at biggerpictureholdings.com where we have a ton of free resources to help you learn more about planting your very own money tree Hey guys, we're out here with uh, Barry again, and we are just touring his property real fast. So I'm gonna go ahead and flip the camera and kind of give you all a tour. So we're touring one of the properties right now, one of the buildings. Uh, as you can see, it's got a lot of uh, fresh new paint, uh, new siding, and the flower beds have recently been updated. So I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys a tour now. Color palette is kept the same. Used to have red paint throughout, so it's easy to replace when needed. And we have this nice little patio on the back for all of the, the tenants. So you see, you got a nice shaded area to hang out. You got a cool grill. Inside of one of the units, we're just gonna do a quick tour. Here's the kitchen right here. We'll walk into the living area. So you got a nice second story apartment. Got a nice living room area. And then we'll go ahead and go into the rest of the unit. So is this a- The bathroom's to the right. Got a bathroom right here. then a two bedroom, so got a spare bedroom with an office, workout area, and then the master bedroom as well. So pretty, pretty cool space. So for this unit, you have a laundry room uh, attached to the master closet. So really good utilization of space. Like and subscribe below. A new episode will air every Tuesday at 7am. Are you looking for more content? Visit our website, biggerpictureholdings.com. And remember, money really does grow on trees.